0: Hello and welcome to CAA Podcast Conversation. Today we have Steve Hilton and Natasha Hovey. The topic is going to be a year-long artist in Western scene model at Midwestern State University. Steve Hilton is a professor of art at the Lamar Defense College of Fine Art at Midwestern State University in Wichita, Texas, teaching both ceramics and art education. He just found out that the current MSU Ceramics Western had been offered a full-time position, which means that the MSU residency program is six for six in placing Western. Natasha Hovey is currently an assistant professor at Texas A&M International University in Laredo, Texas, where she teaches Ceramics 1, Intermediate, and Advanced Ceramics, Sculpture One, intermediate and Advanced Sculpture, and particular causes for senior. Sue never thought that she would miss it, but she longed for the Midwest sub-zero temperature and feet of snow. So welcome, Steve and Tasha.
1: Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby.
2: So, so, Natasha, this morning you told me it was over 100 degrees. I, I'm guessing that you really are missing snow about now. <laughs>
1: 106. I think they – I was just talking to my chair, and it's going to be this way for about a week and a half, two weeks, over 100. Oh. So it's oh my. dreadful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, um, well, I hope that it cools off a little bit. and I'm going to um, introduce the uh, the – Our residency by starting with why I started uh, this year-long ceramics residency. Um, When I got out of graduate school, I applied for literally hundreds of jobs before I finally found a place to land. And I have a lot of colleagues, contemporaries that were in the same position. And I realized that um, to to get this full-time job, one needed to be able to stay in the game or to earn a get experience, um, teaching and working at a university. And so that was the, the beginning impetus. And, and then, um, other things happened once I started it. And that was, I realized having two voices in the studio were pretty amazing for my students. So instead of having one MFA in ceramics, having two, um, makes for a much better program. So when I started uh, this, I actually, had about $1,000 to work with for the year, and that's what I offered. And my dean and chair actually said no, that I couldn't do it at first. They thought I was crazy. They thought no one will apply, no one will come to Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls, Texas for a year making $1,000. And they eventually agreed to let me put it out there. And when I did, I had over 50 people apply. so it's, it's uh, changed quite a bit since then. Now I offer about $13,000, um, housing with, with everything paid, all utilities paid and, um, and multiple responsibilities to give the, the resident a lot of experience doing a lot of things. So with that, um, Natasha, could you talk a little bit about the responsibilities that, that, uh, the resident has?
1: Sure. So, um, when I came on, uh, to the residency about three years ago, um, I, I was taking on about 19 hours per week, um, including teaching responsibilities and studio management. So at that point in time, um, the program worked where I would be teaching, uh, introduction, uh, ceramic course to non-majors. And at, at this stage, it sounds like Steve is transitioning to where the The resident artist is now teaching an art appreciation course. And then along with that, uh, I had the opportunity to teach a continuing education course in the evening. So um, the teaching load was, I would, in my opinion, uh, pretty minimal. Uh, But then you also had to participate and help out within the studio, as well as take on um, the brilliant and challenging Empty Bowls project that uh, Steve has gotten started at Midwestern State. And so um, those are kind of the general rules that we started with as, as resident artists. Um, and so I, I took that on. Um, I was excited to uh, be teaching within my specialty, just a lot of times going straight into academia, uh, you know, you're moved into teaching a bunch of random courses, but as a ceramic artist, it was really important for me to um, teach within uh, my area of focus, which is clay. And then having the, the challenge of taking on students that have no idea what clay is. Um, some may not even necessarily care about it when they start, but then you get to develop this really wonderful relationship with, um, with a a material that requires um, all this community work behind it. Um, And so with that, we were expected as resident artists to not only take on responsibilities within the studio, but uh, to be an active artist and to be making our work within the space. Um, Do you wanna add anything to that, Steve? General responsibilities.
2: Maybe tell them a little bit about the empty bowls thing and how much that is.
1: Yeah. Um, I've always loved the, uh, the idea behind empty bowls. Um, I was really excited to take on this challenge when I got to Midwestern. I think it was literally just handed to me when I got in, because we had to get the uh, thousand bowls glazed in a matter of uh, a couple months. Um, But what, Steve has started within the community is that, uh, the, the studio throughout the year makes, uh, and donates about, uh, a thousand bowls to, uh, the food bank, which is essentially, um, what empty bowls is. And then people will buy tickets to go and have lunch, um, at the, the museum there in town and then be able to take away a bowl. But as the resident artists were, um, in charge of facilitating, uh, and setting up times for the, the community and students to come in and make these thousand bowls um, and to glaze them and to then transport them. And so it's a it's a huge undertaking. Um, but I admired it so much. And uh, what Steve was trying to do with this and I think that year we even raised um, close to $80,000 uh, with the Empty Bowls. And um, Steve has had a wonderful idea to tie an exhibition to the Empty Bowls project. So people can apply and send work uh, to the museum there at the university. And they will um, display the work. And then there's cash prizes, uh for that exhibition, and it's actually uh, juried in. And so it's, it's a wonderful addition to the Empty Bowls, and it also, again, uh, brings artwork into the community that a lot of these people probably wouldn't have seen um, outside of uh, Wichita Falls. So um, it's, a, it's a wonderful undertaking, and I have tried to translate that into what I do here at Texas A&M International. We're starting to develop a, a partnership with them because I feel like it's it's deeply important to me to um, have the community be active uh, within the studio but also us to be uh, active within the community outside of the university setting.
2: Cool well, yeah, Natasha, you were kind of thrown right in. Well, I guess it's just like all of the residents, yeah. Uh, because empty bowls <laughs> happens in October. Um, usually, the resident lands in in August. They're just getting their feet wet, and within a week or two, we have a, a throwing event, which we throw half the bowls, 500 bowls, and um, yeah. So, and just just to finish up on that thought, the the community, the um, the ceramics community, has grown to the point where um, we. We've raised, I think it's one point five million dollars in in the time that we've been doing it, um, and uh, and it's it's a pretty amazing uh, endeavor. So, mm-hmm. um, so moving on then, Natasha, what what were some of the advantages of our residency as you see it?
1: Sure. So, um, I've been at other residencies. Um, around the country. I kind of did the, the residency tour after grad school. And what was really nice about Steve's, uh, residency is that the major plus was that, uh, we had housing and living taken care of. So, um, uh, in town, uh, has a garage apartment that he has, um, essentially just kind of donated or, um, allowed Steve to use for the resident artist's who are going to be um, at Midwestern to live at, and they are so kind and take care and uh, take care of utilities for us. And um, Steve helps with the upkeep of it. But uh, that was a major part, uh, major burden lifted. Um, as other residencies in the past that I had been a part of, you you know, you'd have to work two or three part-time jobs to get rent paid, or you know, adjunct teach for close to little to nothing. Um, just to pay rent and your bills. And so a major plus of this is to have your housing and living taken care of. Other things that are uh, perks and certainly advantages to this residency is that uh, the the studio takes care of most uh, of your materials or supplies. And so I was able to explore and make different things that if I were in my own studio setting with a very limited budget, probably wouldn't have happened. So um, I tend to work very large with my work. I was able to do that within the facility. Um, and then uh, another thing that I found to be uh a huge advantage is, um, as I fell in love with clay and I came to the clay community, it it was mainly because of, uh, how comfortable and how welcome I felt, uh, within the ceramic community. And so, um, at the residency at Midwestern, there was that sense of community already developed in the studio. Um, there were community members active in the continuing ed program. Um, but it, it just made me uh, realize uh, what I was missing in other residencies or um, after you get out of grad school, how important that was um, and is to my practice as a practicing artist.
2: Well, cool. Thanks. So I, I guess it's not only fair to ask um, what what were the disadvantages, what were some of the things that would be wonderful to change if somebody were to use this model and and change this model to be better for their particular space.
1: Sure. Um, one thing it can be quite wonderful, but it also can be very distracting. Is um, at Midwestern, uh, we faculty, it sounds like, and uh, me as a resident artist did not have a separate studio space uh to work in. So what we are given um is a table and kind of a storage closet that we can utilize as resident artists and if anybody's been in a residency or you know coming right out of undergrad or grad school it's a huge gift to just have a table. Um but there at times it can get a little distracting. Um, To because you're always accessible to the students, you can't go kind of like lock yourself in somewhere and really focus. And so, multitasking is something um, that all of us need to learn, especially as emerging artists. Um, But, yeah, being accessible to the students um, 100% of the time is a bit of a challenge. Uh, Yet, it's as anybody in academia knows, it's crucial to learn when to separate yourself and be able to kind of shut yourself off so you can focus on your work. Um, and then at times it it was a problem. I, you know, got distracted quite easily within the studio in the sense of there's always things to do in the studio. So, um, our 19 hours per week tended to go over. Um, of course, like you try to limit yourself, but you know, watching Steve work on a pug mill and tearing it apart, (laughs) you kind of feel obligated to, to kind to come and help, but also to learn. So there are lots of moments, um, and lots of weeks where that 19 hours was very flexible in the sense you may have gone way over, um, you know, when the, it was a little slower in the studio, you didn't work as much. Um, and there, there's plenty of ways to go about solving that. Um, but, uh, those are kind of the two things that, uh, for me were challenge. Um, and I yet still have that problem. So it's not just (laughs) the residency. It's, um, I think it's something that as people within academia, we always have our problems, uh, separating ourselves from students or the studio versus our own work.
2: Yeah. Natasha was, well, just like all of our residents has been extremely giving and kind and um, and helpful, which is is also a win win for me. Um, I guess for those of you out there that know Julia Galloway, she has mm-hmm. a, an incredible way of of dealing with this. maybe we should all adopt it if I'm wearing this baseball hat this one in particular <laughs> means uh, you can't see me, I'm invisible and <laughs> I've often thought that that would be the the way to do it um, instead of putting headphones on and pretending that you can't hear them. So uh, (laughs) anyway, Um, so let's see what's next.
1: And then um, I guess I'll ask you because I think it, it's pretty phenomenal that um, all of your residents have um, kind of landed a job uh, leaving the residency as we all know. And, as you mentioned at the the start of it, we apply to anything and everything every year to try to um, you know expand our opportunities or right just to get a job that lands you with some health insurance and dental insurance. So, um, where are all your previous residents in their careers today?
2: Well, it's I I guess naming them um, <laughs> Kewa O. She is out at University of. Let's see, at Mesa University in Colorado. Um, Tiber Newcomer is at a community college out in Seattle. Um, Andrew Gilliatt is at Bowling Green. Um, I had two residents before we started this the continuing ed piece that were, um, they they had undergrad degrees. They didn't have MFAs. They're both mm-hmm. teaching at a high school and a primary school. Um, and then then Natasha is down where you are at, um remind me uh
1: texas a&m international texas A&M. university <laughs> international
2: university yeah and um and my latest resident i just found out a few weeks ago just um is has been uh, um given or has earned a full-time job up at the cleveland art institute and so yeah we're um six for six which is we're pretty proud of it's a uh, It's it's been a pretty amazing journey coming from from being told that I couldn't do this to to being able to to give back um, because somebody gave me a chance at one point in time. And and so I I guess uh, the, the last thing that I would like to leave the audience with is if you have room in your studio, just even a little bit of room. And a little bit of money—it's such a win-win for the students, for you as a, as a faculty member, uh, the community. It gives the, the arts and ceramic area a way to educate the community um, in a way that's not possible in, in many other ways. Um, it's just been a great thing. Um, you know, I I have one. There's one more part that um, that I might add. We have a local art center here um, that that is also asked to partner with us to allow our resident to teach in the, in, the, um, in the art center, but in a way that's very different. It's the only place in the country that's doing this right now. They are teaching over a thousand students every other week, um, and these are K through 12 students in a virtual um, classroom, which is pretty amazing um, in itself that we're able to reach that many kids and change that many lives, so it's just been a win-win for all of us. And um, and Natasha, um, you've been part of it, and and it was great having you here.
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it so much. Um, I felt very welcomed in there. Um, still very close to a lot of people uh, within the continuing ed program at that university. And I think what's really exciting, and I think this this residency model, like Steve said, can can be translated in, um, almost any department, as long as you have a little bit of funding to help the person survive. I think that having housing, um, is tremendously, uh, beneficial to the resident artists that, uh, would be coming into the area. But I think it gives the studio, um, Uh, different opportunities each year every other year if the uh, resident chooses to extend it um, to a second year but um, different people different techniques different ways of working come into the studio and um, there's a sense of stability right because Steve uh, is full-time and gets to stay there but there's um you know, turnover every two years and a new face for these people to take advice and and to learn from. So, I I think it's tremendous. Um, would love to continue replicating this at some point in time when our studio catches up. But yeah, it was. I'm very honored to be part of the six.
2: <laughs> well, thanks, Bobby. Do you have any Do you have any questions that we might? add or talk about?
0: Yeah, I was wondering, um, Steve, what is your, um, say, long-term plan with the Western the Sea program? I mean, are you seeing the program is going to grow to, say, having two residents or?
2: That's a great question. Um, well, so there has been talk about expanding the program at least to not, not necessarily with another MFA, but I've, um, I've often thought, and, and I'm probably a year away from starting a post and, and it will be to give, to give a, um, an undergraduate, a grad, an undergraduate graduate, the ability to move into a transitional piece where she or he can, can go on to graduate school, or, or, do whatever else that they want, um, with the ability to to ha- be able to work on their their portfolio. Um, so that's one thought. And there's also the pipe dream. The, the pipe dream. Eventually, what would be amazing would be to to start a an actual center where I have a resident that's that's able to um, to make the the pottery or the the business sustainable because of what they make. And at that point, hire several different um, residents and, and also to hire or to bring our students in as apprentices. Um, I've been talking quite a bit about this idea to local, some of the local business people. I've actually been offered a, a building at one point in time. And, and when, if I get a little bit of time and I'm not fixing that pug mill that um, <laughs> Natasha was talking about uh, I would like to expand it um, but at this point it's we're, we're we're pretty pleased with what we have but it would be great to be able to help others
0: perfect thank you yeah um, I think that might be the question that I have I was just wondering um, you know the kind of go and where you you want to lead this residency program which you know when Tasha and you um, kind of approached me with the topic i i was really interested to see you know how um, the the WSC program can apply to different institution you know when you're teaching at a research institution you know sometimes money is never really a problem then you know obviously you can offer uh, to have 10 bFA couple post back and Say, was it an instructor and stuff like that, but in a smaller school, I always find it very challenging in to to bring another voice into teaching. I think um I think Tasha kind of mentioned that, that mm-hmm. and I think what you did is a wonderful thing for both not only the community but the the student, the immediate student who are taking classes, so yeah.
2: So thank you guys. Um, do you guys? Yeah, sure. You know, I have one more thought and that's just the, this, the program has been replicated in three or four places or it's been, it's been, the model has been used, um, successfully. And, and in some cases they've taken it a whole nother step. Um, and I, I can't remember the name of the school, um, uh, you know, it, 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 I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, they actually have full funded this. They, they pay the resident about $35,000 wow. a year.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's, um, it's doable if you have a 20, uh, a 15 foot by 10 foot um, <laughs> closet, which is what we have and a table and <laughs> a little bit of money and, and willingness to, uh, to make it work. Um, mm. it's totally doable. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to chat, Yeah, Bobby. of course.
1: Yeah, thank yeah. you, Bobby.
0: i um, glad to have you guys. So all <laughs> right. Thank you. All right. No, hey, thanks, take Bobby. care.